Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast, Hyphenation. I'm your host, Kellen Conley. That's right, we back, baby. Woo. AKA Tony Stank, AKA Spideyville, AKA Seattle Slough, AKA Drunken Observer, AKA I Like Pumpkin Spice Lattes, AKA I'm out of AKAs. So, how's everybody doing today? Uh, I got a little extra time before work. In case anybody's wondering, like BG, who's like, get to work. And I was like, I'm going to sit down and finally do the podcast for y'all. So here I am. And like we always do at this time, I like to start the show off with a little Morgantown weather report. So the temperature as of right now is 55 degrees. Uh, looks like we have a small chance of rain around noon, but besides that, it's going to be clear until 11 o'clock tonight. Tomorrow, it's going to rain all day. So better have your umbrellas, okay? Better have your umbrellas. Uh, looks like the high today is going to be a crisp 59, low 52. And then the next 10 days, it looks like it's going to rain, it's going to rain, it's going to rain. And then on uh, Halloween, it's supposed to be clear, 55. For any of those kitties daring to trick or treat this year, it will be clear. And then we're going to have a little bit more rain on November 1st. So a rainy Morgantown day, just like normal. That's how it always goes. So if you're here for the Morgantown weather report, there you go. Uh, Hope you enjoyed the show. But for those of you who are here for my soothing vocals, Hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, a Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to the people, hyphenpodcastgroup.com. And also, in a bit of sad news, my longtime sponsor of the podcast, and when I say sponsor, I just plug this blog all the time because he, he just would get on here and he would get on his blog and write prolific paragraphs of pontifications of parallel positivity. Sometimes not positive, but uh, Mark Rob, written by my semi regular co host, Marcus Show, Mad Love Robinson, it will no longer be a thing he recently released his last post called my first song and my first song is something he did every year to kind of evaluate where he was in his life he'd been doing the blog for four years i believe and with covid and everything and him having a lot of time to himself he's realized that um the blog is just something that he's no longer passionate about at this time it doesn't mean he's not going to return to it but for now uh, the the days of Mark Rob are over, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't go to the marcrob.wordpress.com and go read all his posts. So many good posts about movies, TV, sports, life, politics, this, that, and in between. It's all there. So please, by all means, go read his material. That's the marcrob.wordpress.com. The marcrob.wordpress.com for the last time until the next time because like handsome bane said 
He'll be back. He'll be back. <sighs> so I guess I'm not going to bury the lead on this one. Just going to get right to it. This episode is brought to you by Starbucks Pumpkin Coffee. A little almond milk and um, uh, skinny syrup. I think this one was the um, pumpkin... I don't remember. It was pumpkin something. <laughs> pumpkin something. Is that an episode title? No. This, this episode is called Lecture Anxiety. So, Angel asked me, probably about a week ago or so, to go to a, a local bar that is right, like, maybe five minutes away from my work. And she was like, hey, will you go there and give me a, a debit card? A debit card. A gift card. And I was like, yeah, I, I can totally do that. That's fine. No no big deal. Um, I'd be glad to. And... So I um I went down the road and after work and I went to go get it and I pull up and I immediately had this feeling of dread. And the bar was closed due to COVID. Uh they have a little food truck set up outside. I've never eaten at this establishment. I've passed it many times because I used to have to drive past this place to get to Fairview Middle School when Angel used to teach there. And, you know, I, um, I just got really anxious all of a sudden and I, and I wasn't really understanding why right away. And I guess the, the reason being was, um, I don't know, man. Like I just felt some kind of way about, as I adjust my color on here, what up Melisette? Oh, before I get into the story, um, I'm streaming right now on Twitch. All the hyphenation shows going forward should be should be live on Twitch at one point, and then they'll actually post to all your podcast listening platforms. That's twitch.tv slash be hyphen. And then also, I'm streaming on my Facebook page right now, uh, thanks to the virtual camera. What up, OBS? And it's over there on my Facebook page at hyphen universe. So it's facebook.com slash be hyphen if you're friends with me on Facebook. I shared the link there, and it's also on the hyphen podcast group Facebook page. So yeah, all the things are happening. That's right. Anyway, I got this sense of dread, and I paused because I looked at my color on my video monitor, and I looked a little washed out. So I gave my face a little color there, <laughs> so I didn't look like a ghost, even though it's appropriate season. And I was like, man, <clears throat> as I pulled in, I'm like, I don't know, something don't feel right. There was only a couple people outside. There was people in the food truck. Uh, maybe a couple outside and a few people milling about. And I was like, man, I, I just got this bad feeling. Like, I just don't feel like this is a good place for me to be right now, you know? Nonetheless, I parked, hopped out the car, and I started walking up to the food truck because I knew the bar was closed and I was sent there to get a gift card. So I was going to see if I was able to get a gift card through the food truck. And as I'm walking up to the food truck, Right there next to it, planted in the ground, Donald and Mike. Yeah. And I immediately felt even more uncomfortable. Here's the weird thing. Not even weird. My whole life, most of my life now, I've lived in West Virginia since the time I was nine years old. And I'd say from 1993, um... 1992 when I moved here 
Oh, what up, Lamb? Sorry about the Facebook messages. I, I I'm I'm only streaming to Twitch and then using virtual cam over there, so I'm not seeing any Facebook messages. Let me go hop in that in that chat real quick though. But yeah, since since I was a small child and I grew up in West Virginia, even as a black kid, I've discussed this on episode 149, the race to Black Mountain, which is kind of talk about my whole experience being black, and like just my experience as being black. Period. You know. Um, yeah. Um, let me make sure my volume is down. Okay, there we go. So if I get any chats, I can see it over there. Ah, uh, like I didn't really have a major problem with being black, you know? Like I had my few run-ins with people throwing the N-word at me and things like that. It's all detailed in episode 149. But I never really felt like there wasn't anywhere I could go. I mean, my stepmom was white. I was always included. Um, I had plenty of white friends, obviously, because that's the only friends I had. There was the only kids I was around were a bunch of white kids, you know? So I never really felt like there was going to be an issue with me ever going anywhere. And even as I got older and I started learning more about the world and how real it was, I, you know, I still didn't have a problem. There was times I'd be like, ah, it's a little sketch, a little sketch. But I mean, I'm I'm from a small town in Hampshire County, West Virginia, man. Like, I've never had a problem going anywhere. I, everyone's always been nice to me for the most part. And if anybody had any feelings about me, they kept it to the damn selves. But as I approached up to the food truck, man, and I saw that sign, I was just like, damn, I really just feel unwelcome. It was like an unwelcome mat was right there in front of me. He's like, we don't want you blacks. <laughs> blacks not welcome here. And I know, I know. Yeah, there's some of y'all out there want to be like, oh, well, Donald doesn't hate black people and Mike Pence doesn't hate black people and there's black people that like him and are going to vote for him. Blah, blah, blah. Shut up. You're not feeling what I'm feeling, so you don't understand. Hi, listeners. I'm Eric. And I'm Casey. And we intentionally wanted to interrupt the show you're currently listening to to tell you that we are the host of the newest hyphen podcast group show called Shit, Not Another Podcast. Um, that's not exactly the right title, KCC. It's Shit, Not Another Music Podcast. You forgot You forgot the music part. Oh, you're right. Oh, shit, not another music podcast. Um, maybe not exactly. Oh, shit. All right, all right. Oh, shit, son. Not another music podcast. Definitely, definitely not it. Our show, shit, not another music podcast, isn't just another music podcast, though. We review new albums, take deep dives down artists' catalogs, let you know what we're hearing, and just talk the latest in music news and much more. Yeah, that's right. So make sure you catch Holy Shit, Not Another Music Podcast every other Monday on your go-to podcast platform. Damn it. Okay. And hopefully if you like us, you'll hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with more of our show. <laughs> Fuck, not another music podcast. God damn it, Casey. <laughs> to tell you that we are the host of the newest hyphen podcast group show called Shit, not another music podcast. You just said it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> what the fuck? You got it Every right when you were surprised. <laughs>
I'm not here to debate the facts. I'm debating. I'm talking about what this election has made me feel, especially in the last. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. So, especially in the last four years or so. So, I walk up to the food truck. I'm like, "Hey, um, I know you guys are closed inside. Um, I was sitting here to get a gift card for my wife. Do you guys have gift cards?" And she's like, "No, we don't." She's super nice. I was like, okay, well, that's all right. She's like, anything else you can do for me? No. I'm like, all right, thank you. So I get back in my car, man, and I'm just wiped. Now, I'd already worked all day. So that was already a thing. I already worked. I was a little tired from that. But I just got overcome with this feeling of dread because this whole election in these past four years, at least for me, and other black people, other brown people, other just people who aren't fans of Donald and seeing the things that have happened. It it just, it just feels inevitable that he's going to be reelected. Obviously it it just feels like it. I'm looking at the polls and I'm seeing where Biden has a couple point lead here and there. And there's some red States that, that might turn blue and everything like that. But I constantly, even in Morgantown, like it's really ramped up in the last month, constantly pass Donald Mike flags. And I I see Biden-Harris signs and stuff. I I see those, but I I don't see, you don't see the Biden and Harris flags like that because that's not what this is. Those polls aren't accounting for these people who live here who just love Donald. They're not. And with everything that's gone on in the last four years, and with all the racial tension that happened over the summer, and with COVID being handled misproperly, it it just it just really it, it's a lot, man. It's just a lot to process. And I just feel like we're about to go into another four years of dealing with this. And then down the line, if what I hear is correct, and you know what they say about rumors, uh, shout out to uh, to uh, Mick Fleetwood and Fleetwood Mac. And, and my what's my guy's name on Instagram who uh, posted the Cranberry video, the Cranberry Juice video. I just followed him on, tw- uh, on Instagram today. Um, man got on his longboard and listening to dreams and stuff, man. That that was so swag. That was so swagged out, man. Um, I don't want to sort by default. I want to sort the latest, uh, dog face, dog face 208. Shout out to him, man. And, uh, Fleetwood Mac and everything. Thank you, Melissa. Dog face. You beat me to it. I should read my chat more, huh? <sighs> you, you know, and I, it just feels inevitable and i'd say that go vote the movement to get people out to vote is at an all-time high i haven't seen it this high since i i feel like it was like maybe oh four um because i know there was a big push to get uh george w out of office and get john Kerry in there and I I remember there being a lot of activity then about, yo, we got to go vote. You got to go vote. You got to go vote. Go vote. Vote or die. Shout out to Diddy. And it didn't do anyone any good. George W. won. And now 
it, it's the push is huge. Like you can't take two steps without seeing something about voting. Um, the fake doctors, real friends podcast that I listened to with Zach Braff and Donald Faison, they had a link where you could either register to vote or check your check to see if you're registered already that they were doing. Um, every other post on Instagram is looking like, um, is talking about voting. It's to be honest, Lamb. It looks like, and from what insider information I heard the other day, when a candidate called a close friend of mine who has some community or close family friend, I'd say she's Angel's, like one of Angel's best friends, but a, a, a close family friend, uh, she got a call when we were all together, and one of the Democrats were essentially saying, Can you make some calls and see if you can influence some people to change their minds? Because it's not looking good for the Democrats in the county. Um, but, uh, as far as voting activity goes, uh, I went to early vote on Saturday. I had requested a mail-in, but I really, I was like, I want to go vote. I'm going to go vote and I'm going to do it. I'm going to vote in person and wear my mask and everything. And so on Saturday when I went, it was probably like mid afternoon. There was, there was like maybe, eh, I mean, including the poll workers, 20 people in there and there was constant people going in and out. So I, I do feel like people are getting out to vote. I know there's a ton of people who's mailing their ballots in. Angel's still going to mail her ballot in. I just couldn't wait. I just wanted to throw down and, you know, uh, mark mark who I wanted to win. Whether it counts or not, that's up to the Electoral College. Uh, but where was I? Yeah, I was just, I was just saying that there's so many people that aren't being counted for in these polls. And I really feel like it's inevitable that we're going to have another Donald win. Okay. And I'm not calling, I try not to say the stupid last name. So if you're like, <laughs> yes. And, and for anybody out there who, um, who is voting by mail, you can drop it off at town hall and you can also take it to the early voting places. I know you'd have to walk in, but you can literally turn it in there as well. Um, but yeah, there's places all over place in case you're worried about the mail not going through or something getting tampered with. There are ways to ensure your ballot is counted. And then there's also ways online to verify your ballot is counted. Cause I, um, in the primaries, I requested me and Angel did the mail-in ballot. And then I checked it the other day before I went to go vote in person and it said it was received and everything. So there's ways of tracking it, but who knows who's in control of what anymore. But yeah, everybody's like, vote, 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 vote. Like, uh, uh, celebrities are posing topless on Instagram, tastefully topless, saying, go vote. <laughs> and then I looked at the, um, I looked at, it. I don't think it was under her um, Instagram. It might have been another actress. Um, she wasn't topless, but she was just saying about, talking about voting. And someone got on there and was like, if you vote for Biden, he's going to raise taxes and He's going to take away our guns and, and he's going to re they're going to redo the entire constitution. <sighs> People are so terrified. And I mean, absolutely terrified <clears throat> of, of anything but Donald, man. It It's, <laughs> Yeah, tastefully tipping the seats. That's right, Camilla said. Like, it's like I said when I, I was talking about that that video. There's no way 
There's no way I can make it down that ramp without falling on my ass when I was singing that song. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Donald's got a cult. He's got a cult following. People, people don't care about what he does. They just love the things he says and the way he acts like a total jackass. And like the whole way home, man, I'm just like bummed. And I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't believe this, man. Like he's going to, he's <sighs> what up, Strizzy? Um, it's, it's just tough, man. Cause I was even saying to someone other days, like I missed the days when it was like, you had your Democrat, you had your Republican and you didn't agree with the, this, the Democrats stuff. And you didn't agree with the, the, the you didn't agree with the Democrat stuff. You didn't agree with the Republican stuff. But you know what? In the, the day, everybody went and voted if they were going to vote, and whoever won won. And the country was ran. It was how it was run in four year, for the next four years. To have a genuine fear of how things are going to go <laughs> these next four years after having four years already. It's a, it's a scary thought, man. It's a, it's a real scary thought. Um, I, I don't love feeling this way, obviously. Like I want, I want to have some peace of mind and I haven't had peace of mind in four years. Like fam, I talked about this way back in episode 22, I believe. Uh, it was my first reaction to Donald being elected. And I recorded it late at night and it was down here because it's my old setup. So I, I used to come down here and be like, welcome to Hyphen Nation. I'm your host, Kellen Conley. Uh, Donald won the election. I just uh, I just want everybody to persist and uh, be strong. That's how I used to do it. Like, like if you listen to episodes like, 22 through 30. There's a couple of those, and Lamb knows what I'm talking about. Uh, there's a couple of those <laughs> where uh, where I, I would just be down here talking all quiet and stuff, and I was, like, I was just in shock. Oh, shout out to Lamb for the follow, by the way. Th thanks, Lamb. I appreciate that, bro. Appreciate that, big guy. Big guy. <laughs> Sorry. I, I I couldn't resist. I'm sorry, big guy. And the the election night, man. We're watching the coverage, and it's like, oh, Hillary won this. Hillary won this, but it weren't any of the battleground states. And all of a sudden, red Donald, red Donald, red Donald, red Donald. It was insane and the best way I, the best way i can describe it man is I, I saw earlier on i was like he's about to win an election like that night I, I wasn't i really didn't believe he could win it until i started seeing the numbers come in if you look up uh snl de chappelle uh election night it's uh from de chappelle being on snl a few months after election and he went to a party with all these white ladies who were like yeah or no all these white people there's a couple of dudes in there too and they're like, oh, there's no way Donald's going to win. And then they're like announcing the results as Donald wins this and Donald wins that. And you can just see the white people like, how is this happening? And, and Dave Chappelle's like, yep, I knew it. Y'all are going to do it. <laughs> it, was, it was like that, except way less funny. 
And we're literally a week and a day away from possibly knowing or yeah, possibly knowing who our next president's going to be. Wisconsin, I believe it was Wisconsin, decided, oh, we're not going to um, accept mail-in ballots after that are dated. Anything that's dated for election days post-date, we're not counting those. Which is another reason why I decided to walk my happy self into um, into the early election office. Because there's, there's, the election's never been pure, but at least before 2016, at least whoever we thought won, won other than 2000, which is a big old kerfluffle. There's tons of content out there about the 2000 election. Uh, I believe Gore won the popular vote that year. Bush did not, but Bush ended up getting more electoral votes. I that was a I that was a year I wanted to vote because I like and I couldn't vote I couldn't vote till um I couldn't I couldn't officially vote till two thousand one and I didn't vote for first town town until two thousand eight because every time I went to DMV and it's like you want to register for vote I'm like yeah and then I couldn't vote and then I wised up and I when it was time to elect Barry my man Barack Obama when it was time to elect him I was like all right let's go let's go I gotta get I gotta get um registered I just hate this black cloud that's hanging over my head and every everywhere I go Donald Mike Donald Mike Donald Mike and you see your your Biden and Harris is like I said man but it, it just it almost feels like it's all for nothing and I pray to God in heaven that I am so wrong come Tuesday night Pray to God in heaven. I do. Positive vibes. But four more years of not caring for, like, I, like the, the president's always been the president. Like, I didn't want a big George W. fan, but he didn't affect me. I was in my 20s. I didn't give a fuck. Um, Obama... He could do no wrong, even though, yes, I, there is a hot-ass takes episode of Hyphenation out there where I was like, well, Obama didn't do it, didn't do so good in these places. But as far as being a president who had very little major problems other than maybe his response to Ferguson and the brown suit thing, he was rocking the hell out of that brown suit. Like, he really didn't cause any, he didn't rock the boat, man. He did not rock the boat, is the main thing. And all Donald's done is rock the damn boat! (laughs) Rock the boat, don't rock the boat, baby. And so, (laughs) I'm making pumpkins with Aaliyah last night. Aaliyah decided she wanted to paint her pumpkin. I carved mine. Um, I'm going to post it. Post it to the IG, but for those of you watching, I'm going to give y'all a super sneak peek of my pumpkin. There you go. That's my pumpkin. He's not symmetrical, but he's pretty badass, I think. As um, I see the replay of me jumping up and down on my phone, it's, it's pretty funny. Oh, man. Aaliyah, 
course, RBG died, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, and that that was talked about in another podcast. Uh, I believe that was, uh, well, I mean, he didn't touch on it too heavy, but I think uh, I think Eric talked about it on It's Like a Podcast or whatever. Maybe maybe Shredder. Roko Saki. Maybe he did it. But Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, and Angel and um, that same family friend I was mentioning in Aaliyah braved D.C. to go, um, like they had, I don't know what it's called, they had her lying in state, maybe that's what it's called, and they went to go, I don't, I don't know if they could see the actual body, but they went to go be there during those uh, ceremonies and things like that. And Aaliyah's painting her pumpkin, and the first thing she writes on it is RGB, because uh, Angel read her a Ruth Bader Ginsburg book. And she just loved that book, so she wrote RBG on it, and then she wrote a B on it. She's like, look, Mommy, RBG, and B for Biden. And I'm like, yo, my daughter's six making political statements, and Angel's like, my little Democrat, our little Democrat. Look, I'm definitely a Democrat. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If dad, if you're watching this, yeah, I guess I am a, dev- a Democrat. But I'm not, I'm not wanting to, Aaliyah to feel like she doesn't have the power of choice. If Aaliyah gets older and she decides down the line, if it's no, if that, if it's not led by an evil person anymore, she wants to be a Republican. She wants to be a Republican. You know, if she's, pro-life versus my pro-choice and everything it don't matter like politics is politics but i'm not gonna let that come between the fact that that's my daughter and i love her and i hope she feels the same way about me i want her to have that choice but to think that we've talked about this president so much in the last four years she was two when he was elected yeah she was two when he was elected to think we talked about this president that much over the years and uh, and all these things he's done. <sighs> that she's picked it up and then just feel some kind of and feel some kind of way about Donald. Like Angel uh, had taken one of her friends, one of Aaliyah's friends from kindergarten and now they're in first grade. But Aaliyah's virtual uh, had taken them to this uh, candy cruise through at the mall the other day. And then they took. Um, they had went back to, um, they had, she had either, it was either before or after, but they went, she, uh, Angel went to the little girl's house to pick her up and in their front yard, it says Donald Mike on it right there, you know? And, and Angel's like, and Aaliyah's like, mommy, they have a, you know, and Angel's like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Just leave it. Don't say anything. And I'm afraid that at some point Aaliyah's going to pop off some wild shit about Donald, man, in the wrong place. And somebody's going to say something to her. Then we're going to have a real problem on our hands. Because that ain't going to fly. That ain't going to fly with me, Holmes. No siree. But the, like, what does, how, why does she have to be affected this way is what I don't understand. Why does she have to deal with this? She shouldn't care who the president is. She should, at most, as she gets older, who's the president? Donald's the president. Who's the president? Hopefully in a few weeks, Joe Biden's the president. You know, or in January, Joe Biden's the president. She should only have to worry about who is the president. Or Hamilton, like, she loves Hamilton. 
and she's dying to be on the podcast talking about Hamilton, and that's going to happen. But why is my six-year-old worried about the president, man? When I was six, <laughs> when I was six, man, God, I mean, I, I know, I know that uh, Reagan, I don't know, I don't even think Reagan was president. I didn't even know who the hell the president was until, until uh, George H.W. got elected. Or yeah, George W. Yeah, George H. W. And that was in '88, and now I was five, and that's the first time I realized. First time I realized that uh, I, I became aware of what a presidential election everything was like, and I knew Jesse Jackson ran at some point. I remember that. I'm gonna read a couple of these comments here real quick. This is nice live feedback. Let's go. Uh, let's see. Lamb said, it feels like prayer is all we have left. We've tried and started voting trends and everything. Remember to rock the local elections as well. I did that, sir. Uh, Melisette said, hey, no matter what, we're, we're having a group hug and I'm here to enforce it. Kapow. Beatings for Biden from Lamb. Melisette said, that kid is going places at least Senate. Oh, thanks. She's, she's smarter than me, yo. She's way smarter than me. And then Lamb said, as much as you want to believe this, you also remember seeing pictures of people bringing their kids to these rallies and making sure that they're politically knowledgeable, if not active. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that's so true. Start them, start them thumping young. They, they, unlike, like, like Lamb was saying, unlike some people, <laughs> and there's Cortez, we're screwed either way. Yeah, but I don't want the evil person in office, man. If Biden gets in there and pops some wild shit, then it's like, well, we didn't really love him anyway, you know? If he's like, we're going to keep the kids in cages and we're going to build that wall. I'm like, oh, well, damn. <laughs> but I, I, it's the lesser of two evils. And at least at least we get Barack Obama going down to Florida and and uh, and roasting Trump. Oh, damn it, I said his last name. Roasting Donald, man. I'll take that. That, that shit's funny. That shit's funny. But yeah, I, I want Aaliyah to have her own opinion as she grows up, but there are people who... Literally, like Lamb said, raise their kids to be Republican, Democrat, just like they raise them to be Catholic, raise them to be Protestant, raise them to be Baptist, uh, raise them to be atheist, raise them to be agnostic. Uh, these are all these things. Oh, my God. The chat's going crazy. I love it. Uh, Melissa said, and you know what? Even if you raise them a certain way, they have their own minds. If things change and the kid starts rooting for the other team, don't take it personal. They try to explore the individuality. And sometimes they just like to get their parents going. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've seen it. I've seen it, man. Some some kids are like, you know what? I'm gonna like this other other person because um because I just wanna piss off my parents. And that's what a lot of kids wanna do anyways, piss off their parents as they get older. Um, I just wish um I, I wasn't really like that. Um my my pissing off my parents thing came when they let me leave the house to go to college. And then I was like, oh, y'all ain't watching me all the time? Well, guess what? Your boy is partying, and that's what I did. I say all that to say this. As probably by the time, I mean, you'll you'll hear this episode this week. But by the time you next hear hyphenation, the, the election is going to be over. And I just want to make sure that we're doing everything that we can to um just just make sure that 
I don't know, man. It goes back to the, the thing this thing I say at the end of the show to to get laser focus on it. If you support Donald, you clearly don't care about anyone but yourself. You don't care about other people. You don't care about your black coworker. You don't care about your mixed grandchild because I know a lot of y'all out there got your little mixed grandbabies running around and you're out here waving around your little Donald flag. Uh, Donald don't care about your mixed grandbabies. He don't. I don't care what Melania is saying on YouTube. I don't care what what Ivanka is saying on YouTube. I don't care if Joe Biden's going to raise your taxes uh, like they say on YouTube. He don't care about you. He does not care, man. He really doesn't. And it sucks. It absolutely sucks. All he wants is power. And he's going to do anything he can to retain it. And I'm just kind of preparing myself to settle in for another four years of this nonsense. <sighs> Which sucks. So I guess my anxiety is going to continue. We'll see what happens. We'll see. But um, I'm not making any promises. I can't make any promises. What makes me want to get close to someone and snuggle? Fear. Salutations, I'm Melisset. And on a frightful fret with Melisette, I read classic horror stories combining audiobooks and audio drama into a podcast. Come away with me into the darkness and let me make your ears tingle with a sensation of terror. A frightful fret with Melisette. Available everywhere podcasts are and find us at ourfrightfulfret.net. Don't forget. For those of you who joined me earlier today, my apologies that I did not finish the show, <laughs> but I had to go to work and here we are with the late night session and we're just going to keep on rolling. So this episode is now brought to you by Cranberry Juice. Roll that beautiful bean footage. And so our next topic, as I like to say, is... One that's very near and dear to me. So I wonder if this happened to anybody else. So, <clears throat> excuse me. That sounds real good. So I was wondering when we were on quarantine, whether you're still quarantining or you never did. I wonder if anybody else had the same problem that I did with food. Because... When quarantine hit and they shut down all the restaurants and the restaurants started reopening, well, some of them didn't truly ever close down, but a lot of places went to the curbside and, and the, of course you can always get delivery, uh, hands-free, hands-free, touchless, contactless delivery and things like that. Well, I was ordering a ton and I do mean a ton of food from everywhere. So Morgantown, for as small as it may actually be, it has quite the, um, quite the, um, 
what's the word? Uh, selection, selection of food all over the place. All kinds of food to be found. And I've always been a big fan of that. Just, just love, love, love the food, okay? And so we are ordering from, I ordered a lot from this restaurant that's called uh, Fusion. I may have mentioned it on a podcast before. It's a hibachi restaurant that opened up here a few years ago. Uh, we ordered a lot of that. We, and especially at work, we were ordering a lot of food uh, at work too. So we were just ordering from all over the place. And what had happened was, and I, I don't really know how this happened, but, you know, things just declined in quality. And it's still happening now. Like, things that I was getting at the beginning of quarantine, like, maybe about a month and a half in, two months in, I get the same thing I had gotten a few times and really enjoyed from a place like Fusion or a local Morgantown restaurant. And it just wasn't hitting like that. Like, with Fusion, like, Fusion has this great lunch special. And they give you three rolls of sushi for, like, 16 bucks. And that's awesome. That's a lot of sushi. I mean, they only have like maybe 10 selections, uh, maybe even less that you can pick from. But even with that, that's that's a great selection of sushi to choose from and get for 16 bucks and get that many rolls. Uh, my coworker at work, because uh, we ordered a lot of food at work too, especially when we were one week on, one week off, uh, mentioned something about going to Fusion and it just not being as good this time for her. And I was like, well, you know, I, I haven't really noticed anything. So uh, a week or so later, I ended up getting fusion and got sushi. And I was like, man, this sushi's not hitting the way I thought it would, you know, like so- something's different. I don't I don't understand. I, I, I'm not. But yeah. And then I, I think I got the sushi again and then the sushi just again wasn't hitting the way that I thought it would be. So I'm like, man, something's up. I don't know if if chef's changed or, or what, but, you know, I just chalked it up to whatever. And so in the Morgantown Mall, there is one of, probably one of the best Chinese restaurants in town, and it's called Wong's Walk. And what I always get from Wong's Walk is I get the honey chicken and I get the bourbon chicken, and then normally I'll either get lo mein or I'll get fried rice. Well, after the mall finally reopened up, which is probably about, I think the mall was closed down for a month and a half or so. Once they finally reopened and the food court was open and everything like that, immediately one of the places I want to go to was Wong's Walk. And I went in there and I got my honey chicken and I got my bourbon chicken and then I got my rice. And then I think I brought it home. I think I got food for all of us. And I brought it home after work and I sat down to eat my rice and I was like, This ain't, this ain't the right rice. And instead of the fried rice that they had been making for years, in fact, for the 17 years, probably more, that I've lived in Morgantown, suddenly, Wong's Walk had this mushy stuff they were passing as rice, and I don't even think there was any vegetables in it. It wasn't vegetable fried rice. It was more like just rice, brown rice. And it wasn't good brown rice. I've had good brown rice. I've made some good brown rice. Shout out to... um. Your ten minute rice bags, but yeah, that this just just wasn't hitting, man. And there there's been a few other occasions where 
there's been other restaurants in Morgantown that I've uh, I've really liked, and I'll I'll go get their food, and I'll have these high expectations of what it should taste like, and why I'm getting a certain food, and I'd say at least maybe five or six times, even excluding the Wong's Walk and the Fusion incidents, um, the food just wasn't right anymore. And then I was like, man, maybe I've just kind of reached my peak with everything that Morgantown food has to offer. Now, my question is, for those of you out there who um, live in bigger cities or live in small cities, whatever, um, for those of you who order food from the same places a lot and you all and you order the same thing a lot have have y'all noticed like a, a difference in quality or anything like since since everything has happened like especially at the start when I, I really thought everything was really great and then maybe just because of the higher demand the ingredients got cheaper or something which would make perfect sense but I still feel like if you know how to cook you're going to find a way around it and some of these places never did like or just in general, even before COVID, like, did anyone feel like they had eaten everything they could possibly find in their town and they just had no interest in, in eating it anymore? Um, or am I the only one, you know? And I say that to say this, um, I, I am a foodie. I have my own cooking channel on Instagram. And when I say that, I mean, I have like three story highlights of me cooking from the past few months. Uh, one which featured me grilling chicken not long enough and the chicken wasn't done <laughs> and I had to put it back on. But one of the things I've done a lot over the past few months is a lot of cooking because a lot of the times when we weren't trying to eat out, um, I, I was just trying to figure out things that I can make here that, um, you know, weren't just your average run of a meal. Like, let me throw together some spaghetti. Let me make this hamburger real quick. You know, I was, I was really trying to finesse things and make them as good as I could. That that was the goal. And some things worked. A lot of things didn't, but I just really love to cook, man. I, I really do. There's nothing like having, having your recipe in front of you. And I'm a recipe guy. I got to follow exactly what the recipe says. And pro tip, I don't know if I said this before, but if you're going to take a Pinterest recipe, what up, Marcus? Um, if, if you're going to take a Pinterest recipe, if there's reviews of the Pinterest recipe, you need to go read the reviews, okay? Because Angel tried to make, make some recipe this summer. She didn't really read the rest the reviews. We followed the recipe to a T, and it was just nasty. It was nasty. It wasn't her fault. It wasn't my fault. We did it together. We followed the instructions. And it was just nasty. And then I looked at the reviews as we're trying to eat this. And sure enough, this is gross. This is gross. It didn't turn out. This is mushy. And Angel's like, I'm sorry. Like, it's it's trial and error or whatever, you know? I mean, it's not like that was like our last bean and you traded it for our, um, it wasn't like it was our cow and you traded it for some magic beans, you know? It was just a recipe that didn't work out, you know? So, uh, I I just really love food, man, and I don't know if y'all can tell. I don't know if y'all can tell, but uh, <laughs> your your boy really loves food, and I just love going to restaurants and experiencing new things. Now, I will say I have not been to a whole lot of restaurants in person since everything happened. 
I know I mentioned, um, I mentioned that I picked up a lot of food when I went home. Uh, when I was telling you about going to see my dad last time, which is fine for me, but I, and I'm okay with going in the restaurant masked up to get food, but I try not to eat in any restaurant. So let's see off the top of my head, the restaurants I've been in since everything happened was, um, I've been in BW3s to eat. I went to Los, Los Mariachi's Mexican restaurant to eat. That was excellent, by the way. Um, where else in Morgantown? I think that might be it in Morgantown. I can't really think of any other place. Um, me and Angel did go and sit outside of, um, of uh, I don't know what they call that place out in Cheat Lake. It used to be Crab Shack, whatever the Crab Shack's name is now. Uh, we sat outside there. Um, in the summer, and that was cool. So that's three. I went in Applebee's with my dad. That's four. And then this past weekend, we went to a place outside Pittsburgh because we took Aaliyah to the Boo and the Zoo drive-through zoo and Halloween event that they had um, at the Pittsburgh Zoo. Shout out to them. We took. We went to a place up there. Let me let me get into my my Google Maps here, and if Google Maps is uh, going to actually work here. It should tell me what I recently reviewed. And of course, it's not going to do that. So let's see. It should be my searches. Bahama Breeze. There it is. Uh, we went to Robinson Town Center in Robinson uh, Town uh, Township, which is a, a suburb of uh, Pittsburgh. Went to Bahama Breeze. And we were like the first people in there. Um, so and then everybody's masked up. And then we were sitting at the table. We unmasked. And I had... They they they're they're advertised as a a slice of the island a slice of the island in the middle of Pittsburgh or wherever the chain it's a chain wherever the restaurant is you get a slice of the island so got a Bloody Mary because that's my go to I'm I don't know what it is I don't know if I got it from my stepmother but I just love a good Bloody Mary so I got a Bloody Mary Bloody Mary was okay it was garnished very well uh, the Bloody Mary was just okay um. Let's see. We ordered. I think we got Angel got some guacamole and chips, and then we got some. I'm got to pull up their menu because they're. I, I'd really hate to not do it justice by telling y'all what we what else we got. I got some coconut shrimp. I can tell you that the coconut shrimp was very good. Um, I was really impressed by that. Uh, let's see. Menu is it the Google menu. All right, absolutely. We got the beef empanadas. The beef empanadas was so good. Yeah, Bahama Breeze is still open. Uh, Bahama Breeze is still open, man. Like, um, I don't know if they close. I'm sure they closed down for a little while, but that was my first time there, and I loved it. We had the beef empanadas. Um, I had coconut shrimp. Angel got, I think she got this, some chips and guac. I'm fairly sure she did that. And then, oh, yep, she got the guac and chips. I didn't I didn't do wings, but I did try their Jamaican jerk wings, which are very good. I actually went with uh the the tacos. I went with the Mahi tacos. And oh my goodness. I went with three of those bad boys. And let me tell you something. If you like fish and you like tacos, put them bad boys together. And I hope this isn't the first time you're hearing this advice. <laughs> my first fr uh, fish taco was actually at Black Bear when the new Black Bear opened up in Evansdale, which is like seven years ago at this point. I had um 
had uh, fish tacos there for the first time. And I was like, oh, my God, fish tacos are so dope. (laughs) Um, But I had the mahi tacos and they were fire. I don't need my location. You know what sucks, man? I just want to look at the menu and I I don't need I don't need to. I don't need to tell you my location. I'm not trying to place an order. I just want to see where your fish tacos are. Seafood. All right, let's see. Uh, all right, whatever. My restaurant had fish tacos, and and that was dope. And I think that was everything, because I had three of them bad boys. And then what was the side I got? Let, let's see if it'll come through for me and tell me what sides I had. Sandwiches, tacos, and burgers. Is it in here? Is it in here? Let's see. Nope. They got coconut shrimp tacos. I don't know what I had. But the point is, we had a delicious meal. Loved it. And just just enjoyed the freaking food, okay? So, the funny thing is, to, to go back to my experience up there and then come back to Morgantown... And me thinking I've eaten everything in Morgantown. Nothing's going to impress me ever again. You know, and I was actually having this worry. Turns out in Saberton, there's a Chinese restaurant past Saberton, in fact, past uh, Brookhaven. It's it's past Saberton, past Interstate Exit, everything. There's this Chinese restaurant called China City, man. And for years and years, I maintained either Wong's Walk or Great Wall had the best Chinese food in town. And I had... I had China City boy and China City was so so good. It's so good. Um I haven't had anything from there that wasn't good just thoroughly. So I got a new Chinese place. I'm trying all kinds of thing. I found out what house fried rice is. Had no clue that it literally was rice with everything in it. The more you know, then ding ding ding. <laughs> You know, so my, my palate is still expanding, but here, here's, here's the, the piece de la resistance. Okay. So two weekends ago, we uh, went to the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, which is, um, a real life lunatic asylum that's in Western West Virginia. And it's been rumored to be haunted for years and years. Um, we went on a tour of it before during the day, but we decided we were going to go to their haunted house. We pay for VIP so that we didn't have to wait in line because thank God, because those, the lines, y'all, the lines were, they were just ridiculous. When we, the lines for general admission, they, they were just so long, man. And we would have been waiting for hours and we probably wouldn't have went through Probably would have taken us two hours to even get through the line. Only for the 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 actual haunted house to be less than half an hour, maybe. And then we'd have to drive all the way back from Weston, which isn't that far from here. But driving back from Weston at the time we drove back, which was like, I don't know, 10 something at night compared to 10 or 11 at night compared to uh, one or two in the morning because it took that dang on long to get through the line. Um, Yeah. We we made the right choice. Uh, everybody's required to have masks on at all times. Um, so we, we did have masks on as we went through the haunted house. The haunted house was cool. But on the way down, 
uh, they're like, oh, where are we going to stop for food? Where are we going to stop for food? And so we try to stop at this one restaurant that I had a few times. Um, once me and Angel went in there, it was a barbecue place down in Weston or right outside Weston. And we went in there and it was good. And I had actually went there and got food during a History Bowl regionals um, competition. I went there and got lunch and uh, brought it back and ate it. And it was super good. So we tried to go there. It was packed. It was Saturday night. And that place was literally so packed that no one could even, they didn't even have enough people on staff to say, hey, um, it'll be this long for us to get you a seat. On the way down, though, I had gotten on my Google Maps and I was like, yo, let's try this place called Giovanni's. Let's try this Giovanni's place. And Angel's like, that's pizza. I was like, yeah, but I mean, I'm looking at the menu and it looks like they got a little bit of everything. They're a pizza shop. Yeah, but they, they got a little something, something, you know. So let's try it. Let's try it. Nobody wanted to go to Giovanni's. So we tried the barbecue place. It was packed. Couldn't get anybody to tell us how long the wait's going to be. So we get back in the car and we go down the road to this little diner. And the diner says, um, take out only and outside dining available. Of course, it was one of, one of the first real cold nights of that we've had like all like all fall. So I'm like, I'm not sitting outside and like, I, I'd actually like to sit down and eat our food if possible. You know, I, I'm going to be that guy. Um, I don't want to eat in the car, especially if I'm going to order some real food, you know, like I, I don't want to eat in the car. This ain't no McDonald's sandwich. I'm fancy. So I was like, what about Giovanni's? They're like, how far is it? I'm like, it's like 15 minutes away, probably less than that. So pull out the map and we, we go and find Giovanni's and, uh, looks like there's a, a good bit of people in there, but I, I go up to the door and they're like, how many of your party? And I say, and then they're like, oh, well, uh, pick wherever you want. So we go in masked up, masked up, of course, pick out our seats, sit down and we look at this menu and the menu is fire. They got a little bit of everything. Like I said, they had your pizzas, they had your subs, they had your sandwiches, they had appetizers, they had French fries, they had burgers. But the thing that caught my eye, and I just said I'm fancy. They had a, I believe it was a ribeye steak. And it was like maybe a 12 ouncer. And that bitch was 30 bucks. And I look at Angel and I'm like, I'm going to get this $30 steak. <laughs> now, Angel will call me down out when it's like, you don't need a $30 steak. If Angel said you don't need a $30 steak, I would have gladly picked something else. But I was like, I'm going to need this $30 steak. So I'm like, all right, whatever, whatever you want. So I'm like, bet. So I ordered the $30 steak. And I get it medium, medium well. Um, And they, they bring it out to me, man. Bro, let me tell you. Hey, what's up, Tom? My my friend Thomas DJ's watching on Facebook. Let me tell you about this steak. 
it was one of the best steaks I ever had in my entire life. It was perfect. Perfect. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is the thrill of being a foodie. Because I could have walked in there and been like, give me a burger, give me another wings, let me get some fries. I, I, I could have done that. I could have been like, let, let me, uh, let me get a, you know, let me, let, let me get a, a piece of pizza. Let me get your steak sub. I could have done that. But did I do that? No, I did not do that. And you know why I didn't do that? Because I care about food. And when you care about food, you do the right thing. <laughs> you do the right thing. Okay. And you try new things. You pay $30 in Western West Virginia to try a big old hunk of steak to see how good it is. And I was not disappointed. And yeah, we dropped way more money in that restaurant than we needed to. But it was so, 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 so good. And it felt good for another reason. I was right about Giovanni's. No one was trying to give the boy credit. Nobody wanted to go, I don't want pizza. Uh, but yeah, Giovanni's was fire. My steak was fire. And it just reinforced the fact that I just love food. I love good food, man. <laughs> so you, there may actually be an end of the internet when it comes to food in your area. But don't give up hope. Never give up hope because you never know what food is right around the corner. What delicious dish is going to spring itself on you. You never know. So I'm going to continue my food journeys. I hope you continue yours. I sound like I'm wrapping up the show, but I'm not. And uh, if you follow me on Instagram, the be hyphen. Make sure you look out for next cooking with hyphen. <laughs> or just look at my three Instagram stories <laughs> that are saved to my highlights, story highlights, okay? And and that's how it's done. Oh man. Um <clears throat> I do want to take a second though as I sip my cranberry juice to say your boy has been busy because there wasn't an episode last week. And what had happened was I had mentioned in the previous episode that I was going to go on, <clears throat> we should do this again sometime with Kat and Mark, which I did. Had an amazing time with Marcus and and Catherine Chinetti. We talked about John Carpenter films. We talked about Big Trouble in Little China. We talked about Halloween 1978. And we talked about The Thing, which might be one of my favoriteest uh, horror movies of all time now. Incredible movie. Go watch The Thing. If you haven't already. And I I was just it was a real good time, man. We just we just all hopped on the call and you know and just laughed for a couple hours. And it was my first time getting to talk to Kat in person. Me and Marcus have talked many times, but we just we just had a ball. It was awesome. So I, I can't wait to be on there again. Can't wait to hear deleted scenes. If you want to listen to the episode, it's been out. Uh, just look up We Should Do This Again sometime with Cat and Mark in your favorite podcast listening device, and you'll find it. And then it's the one that's that says With Kellen Conley. It was the episode before deleted scenes. And if you're hearing this, 
in the next couple of days, it'll be the one after the most recent episode, which is about to come out either tomorrow or on Friday. So, uh, just, just a heads up. But then Lance Roberson, who was on episode 165, um, he hit me up again and we were supposed to get up a while ago, but then th- some things came up for him and we got together and talked about some of our favorite mixtapes one night last week. And I, I brought through to the table and some honorable mentions. He brought some honorable mentions and some to the table. And we spent about 90 minutes chopping it up about those mixtapes. And so if you want to listen to that episode, it's over on culture, the culture surfing uh, feed. And again, you can find it on most podcast listening platforms and it's the one that says favorite mixtapes and in, in the description it says Kellen. So <laughs> I'm on that episode. But but then what, what really happened was what really happened was I came down here what was it, Friday night, maybe, to record uh the the podcast. And I was I was like, all right, I'm gonna sit down and do hyphenation. I need to do it. I recorded with Lance and I was tired, decided to sleep, listen to my body, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm going to come down here and I'm going to record a podcast. And so I sit down and get everything plugged up and I look at my chat. And what does it come across my Twitter DMs was a Zoom link for it's like a podcast, whatever. And not just any, it's like a podcast or whatever, but it was the Royal Rum Bowl for sitcom couples. So I thought, oh, you know, I'll just pop in real quick, say hi, you know, uh, just kind of interrupt the show because I figured they'd already started. And I was like, I ain't going to stay long, whatever, just say hi to everybody, get back out. Easy edit if he doesn't want it in there, if Bane didn't want it in there. I get on there and turns out they were just starting the show. And so I was like, I'm not not being on this show, even though I do regret it because for some reason... My laptop or my microphone hates Zoom, and when I'm on Zoom, it goes, and it sounds like I'm underwater. For If you want to hear it, you can go to the It's Like a Podcast or whatever feed, and you can listen to that episode, and when everybody else sounds real clear, I'm the one that sounds like my, my vocals are choppy the whole time, even after I unplugged my mic and plugged it back in, which is very frustrating because I felt like I brought the whole quality of the show down, but despite that show was very funny and we crowned the best sitcom couple of all time so uh go check that out and that's why you didn't get episode hyphenation so i've been all around i've been on we should do this again sometime i was on culture surfing with lance and then i was on isla pal so you boy it's not like i've been completely lazy there's been some nights i was like you know what <sighs> I, I just i can't do it i'm there's no way i'm going down there so I'm not taking my modem downstairs so that I can run the Ethernet to the laptop so that I can do this podcast. I'm not going to do it. Well, there was some of that. But um, like I said, but I did do things. I just didn't do anything for this podcast specifically. So one last topic. It's going to be pretty quick. I just wanted to go over what I watched on Sunday night. With Gary, a guest of the show, Gary Wolf, former guest of the show, and Anthony Sellers, former guest of the show, 
we all got together for the first time in months to watch a WWE pay-per-view. It was the first pay-per-view we watched together since the Royal Rumble, I believe. <clears throat> and watched Hell in a Cell. And I'm not going to spend too much time on this because I already have enough time to make this a complete episode. Um, I, I, For those of you listening, I started the first part of this episode in the morning. Thought I had enough time to knock it out before work. I did not. My starter section was really long. And so I just decided, okay, well, I'll just stop it and come back. Well, I dilly-dallied. And I finally made it back down here to record it. So, yeah, I don't need to go in depth. But there's a couple highlights from Hell in a Cell that I wanted to talk about. And then maybe here in the future I will go into, um, I'll have a little bit more of a look into what's going on in WWE right now. Besides someone apparently testing for positive for COVID again and maybe making messing up Halloween Havoc. Who knows? Plus the investigation about... WWE, uh, the Amway Center and the um, the Performance Center being COVID hotspots, but I digress. <laughs> Hell in a Cell was a very good pay-per-view. And I just thought about it, CJ, if you're listening to me, I'm sorry I didn't call you back last night. I called you back, but I'm sorry I missed it when you called me back. And it just hit me that I meant to call you again tonight, so... I'm going to try again tomorrow because I have a feeling you just want to talk about wrestling. And I will call you back, CJ. My bad. <laughs> but look, Hell in a Cell was really good. It, it was way better than it had any business being. Like the, the sh- I came in right when the main event started. And so the very first match was Roman Reigns, who is literally having the best run of his career just because when he finally came back from being away since before WrestleMania, when he finally came back, or some may say, when he was um, forced to come back, <laughs> uh, because, you know, there there's rumors out there that, uh, you know, some of the wrestlers who were staying away because of COVID kind of got told either bring, bring your asses back here or lose your job. Well, Roman is a heel now. He immediately came back and stomped out the, the Fiend and Braun Strowman to win the um the Universal Championship, which is cool. Uh, he Paul Heyman's with him now, but with everything kind of in a ho- holding pattern to see what's going to happen next few months, WWE was just trying to give him like a placeholder feud. Well, they decided to take his actual cousin jay uso from the usos um and put them in a feud and they've had a few matches for the title belt and everything it's been pretty cool it's been pretty cool um the other uso jimmy has been out with injury um he's he's still healing up but uh, this match ended up being uh whoever it was the first i quit match in the hell in a cell and whoever won um they had not only was a championship match uh belt up but uh, they had whoever won the other had to acknowledge um, the winner as the tribal chief um, or no, 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 this is, this is the catch. If, um, if Roman won uh, Jimmy Uso, wait, yeah. Okay. So I'm sorry. 
So if Roman won, um, not only would he retain the belt, but then the Usos would then have to acknowledge Roman as a tribal chief or their immediate families would be kicked out of the um, a Noai family. I think I messed it up, but that, that was the whole catch of uh, Hell in a Cell. And that was a almost 30-minute match. And it was really good. A lot of psychology. Um, it was a smaller J versus uh, the powerhouse Roman. Some really good spots. Jimmy got involved at the end. Um, Roman did a great cry job to make it look like he was going to kind of turn back towards his face ways. And then he then he put up. Then he put uh, Jimmy in a chokehold and forced Jay to, forced Jay to quit because Jay just kept refusing and was just he was so beaten at that point that he wouldn't even respond to anything until his brother reached out for him and literally woke him up to see his brother being choked out and that's when Jay quit. A lot of great psychology and it'll be interesting to see what they do with that on SmackDown this Friday. So I'm I'm intrigued to see that. So the first match was really really good. Um, Elias Jeff Hardy that was fine. Um. It was fine, you know. Uh, Elias only won because Jeff Hardy got mad at Elias and beat him with his guitar. That was a quick seven-minuter. Uh, the Miz had won the right to challenge for Otis's Money in the Bank contract, and The Miz beat him after Otis's former tag team partner, Tucker, turned on him. Again, that was another quick seven-minute match. So Miz now is the Money in the Bank holder, which is interesting. So I don't know if that says... That they that WWE realized they made a mistake by putting the Money in the Bank contract with Otis, or if they have plans for Miz to actually cash in the Money in the Bank contract and win, because it would really suck to do all this stuff and then for the Money in the Bank contract not to be cashed in and successfully. That that just sucks when that happens, unless it's somebody they they absolutely hate. Like if Otis did that, that would make sense. But to give it to Miz after Miz won it from Otis, just for Miz to not successfully uh win the belt he goes after that that sucks the match that was the match of the night though 26 minutes sasha banks and bailey hell in a cell the second hell in a cell match i may have said in the past i may have said this that the nxt feud with bailey and sasha was perfect and that i really thought sasha should always be the heel and Bailey should always be the face and that's how it always should be and so even after in all, all this time since everybody got to the main roster Sasha has only had two heel runs like with Team Bad and then the other heel run was the golden the golden but whatever they're calling um, her and Bailey when they were the tag team champions and and Sasha won the belt from Asuka for a second. I think it was Asuka she won the belt from. And Sasha was the world champion for a second. But I, I just always kept saying WWE has ruined this feud on the main roster. They've ruined it. And then even a few months ago, I'm like, oh, Bailey will never work as the main heel. I just doesn't do it. Sasha needs to be the heel. So, and then it's like, I don't like the Sasha and her partners. Eventually they're going to break up. And then it's going to be like some blow off feud. Ain't going to mean nothing. Well, someone out there heard my cries. Because 
not only was Bailey the one to turn on Sasha finally to break up their tag team, Sasha has come out with all of the fierceness of a heel while still firmly being in the face position. She's she's very much tweener right now, very stone coldish as far as playing both sides of the character. Her and Bailey put on a clinic in the Hell in a Cell. And I, I would be go so far to say that that might be one of the top five Hell in a Cell matches of all time. There was serious bumps. There was great wrestling. There was great moves. Probably one of the greatest women's matches I've ever seen as well in my life. Everything was executed well. The the Everything made sense. The matches put together well. The pacing was good. You had your near falls. You had your... It had a little bit of everything for everybody. And then when Sasha was able to lock in that bank statement and you saw Bailey tap, it was that moment when the, the face overcomes the heel. But at the same time, Sasha carried herself like the heel had just beaten the face. And it just it just was a beautiful thing to watch. I encourage all of you, if you have WWE Network, to go watch Hell in a Cell and just watch Sasha and Bailey, uh, you won't regret it because it was a hell of a match and easily the best match of the year. Easily the best match of the year, I think. An absolute stunning performance. And then immediately after that, uh, Bobby Lashley defeated Slapjack of Retribution uh, for the United States Championship. That was uh, less than four minutes. And then the night ended with Randy Orton capturing his 14th WWE Championship in Hell in a Cell by beating Drew McIntyre. And it was a very slow match. It, I, it they, The cage fall that Drew took, it kind of looks like... They kept saying Randy had hit him, but it looked like Drew just jumped off the cage. The the camera work was not the best at that time. They even made it look like Randy had hit him. It was a long 30 minutes. Like where the where Sasha felt like like Sasha and Bailey felt like the match was moving. And Roman and Jay felt like the match was moving. Roman and and Randy just drug on and on. Not Roman and Randy. Drew and Randy. And I do want to take a moment, though, to uh, give it up for Drew McIntyre for how wonderful he's been as WWE champion since he won it from Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 30, what was this, 30, it was supposed to be 37, right? Was last year 35? I can't remember. WrestleMania Pirate Flag, back in March, April. Drew McIntyre has been great. And even on Raw, I watched him on Raw for the first time in weeks. Um, he came back out and he's saying he wanted he wanted his belt back. And he faced, um, I, oh yeah, I think he faced The Miz, who had just won the Money in the Bank contract. And Miz is smaller than him, but Drew looked like a million bucks. Miz helped him look like a million bucks. And I really hope that this run wasn't something that WWE just kind of lets go down the line and just let Drew just kind of fall back to the mid-card, because Drew is excellent. He, he he really looked great um, his entire run. Um, he was a, a worthy champion, and I, I really hope that we haven't seen the last of him as champion, whether that be as a face like he was this time or a heel down the line. 
um, congratulations, Randy. Um, I really, I've always been a Randy Orton fan. I don't love it when it fit, when Randy is like to stop, like giving the belt to kind of set someone else up. Cause it kind of feels like that's what this is going to be. Cause eventually edge is going to be healed up from his injuries. And I keep reading that they're planning on doing edge versus Randy Orton next WrestleMania for the WWE championship. And I imagine if they do that, I mean, Randy could easily hold the belt for the next five months until WrestleMania. That wouldn't be hard to do. But, you know, there's just so many other things that you can do with Randy as champion. And his last few runs of the belt haven't been that great. I enjoyed his work with Daniel Bryan as the as the champion. But then um, anything that didn't involve Daniel Bryan when he was a champion, like the stuff with Bray Wyatt, which they kind of mentioned a lot on Raw the other night because, of course, Alexa Bliss is um is now part of the Firefly Funhouse and she's kind of down with the Fiend now. So you know she like um she mentioned that Randy had burnt down Sister Abigail's house uh, years ago when he had joined the Wyatt family as um part of this big plan to infiltrate the Wyatt family, which ended up working because he won the belt even though Luke Harper should have gotten a shot at the belt at some point. And he never did. And now he, he's been TNT champion over in AEW. So shout out to Luke Harper, who no longer is Luke Harper, of course. But there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on right now at WWE. Um, it, it was a great pay-per-view. I think now is the time to kind of start watching, especially with the build um, coming and leading up to Survivor Series. Uh, Survivor Series is towards the end of November. Uh, they're doing champion versus champion matches all across the board. So it's uh, universal. It's like um, Roman versus Randy Orton. Uh, the New Day versus Street Profits. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus uh, Sami Zayn. Sasha Banks versus Asuka. So they're doing all that. Then they're doing their traditional 5-on-5 men's survivor series match and their women's survivor series match so that's going to be real cool looking forward to that so now I th- i'm just saying if you haven't been watching wrestling because of covid and and the no fans and not liking the thunderdome or whatever like that i feel like the stories are picking up enough where you're going to enjoy enjoy what's coming up for the next few months um the time is now to start really watching and paying attention because I, I feel like they might actually have a plan for once. Like with them having a limited roster anyway, there's just been a lot of repeated feuds over and over. Like feuds are actually lasting longer than a week. And, and there's a lot of story building that they can still do. They may completely drop the ball, but I'm just saying they're in a very unique position where things could be very, very interesting. That's all I'm trying to say. <sighs> One more drink of cranberry juice. Hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, Morgantown, West Virginia based podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to the people. HyphenPodcastGroup.com. And also, for the last time, brought to you by Mark Robb, written by my semi regular co host. Marcus showing mad love Robinson. I'm supposed to be talking to him tomorrow night. So I need to wrap this up and go to bed. Matter of fact, 
matter of fact, I don't know if I'm going to edit this tonight. We'll see. We'll see. I'm late anyway. <laughs> um, he has plenty of great stuff over on that blog where he wrote prolific paragraphs of pontifications about sports, TV, movies, race, politics, um, life in general. And uh, as far as I know, that, that material will be there for you to read at your leisure. So go check it out. Movie reviews. Um, all of that is over there at the marcrob.wordpress.com. Again, that's the marcrob.wordpress.com. Yeah. <sighs> Give people their flowers while they're still here. It's hella important to tell the people you love how much they mean to you because you never know when it's their time to go or your time to go. So make sure. You're giving people their flowers while they're still here. Tell them how much they mean to you. And with that being said, call your mom, call your dad, call your sister, call your brother, punch your uncle, um, hug your grandma, uh, dap up your aunt or give her an elbow bump or distance hug or whatever. Send a DM to uh, your your godfather. Send a telegram to your great-great-grandfather if he's alive. Send a letter to a friend. Hug your kids and tell them how much they mean to you. Hug your significant other and tell them how much they mean to you. Make sure you don't let a day go by without telling somebody how you feel about them and what they mean to you and how important they are. It's it is it just will it will in the long run you'll feel much better if you do it now. Just make sure you reach out and touch someone in a consenting way. That's all that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. The power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life, no matter what it may be, no matter what it may be. I knew was going to mess it up. Get that negativity out of your life, no matter what it may be, no matter what you got to do, you got to do you. No matter what you got to do, you got to do you. Yeah, messing up my own 10 tags. It's your life. Make sure you're making it the best life that you possibly can. And have genuine interactions with people because you never know what the next man or woman is going through and your kindness could save their life or someone else's. Always remember that. Always keep that in the back of your mind. Words of wisdom for today. Um... Do I have anything clever to say about today? Be adaptable. I've said that before, but I'm going to say it again because I came on here this morning planning to knock out the whole podcast in one one stream session. And here I am, uh, as the clock is approaching midnight, uh, still trying to piece together <laughs> piece together that, uh, that same podcast and finish off the second part for y'all because somebody couldn't get himself down here to record just a little bit earlier this morning. So here I am, rocky like a hurricane, all that stuff. Uh, be adaptable because I was I was gonna push it, but I was like, you know, what? I got let me make sure I go get to work on time. And as tired as I was, uh, it, it always same story to me. Like around eight o'clock to nine o'clock, I'm ready to go to bed. But then after nine o'clock, and I watch a little TV and. You know, I just start to slowly kind of get my second win. And this is like the tail end of my second win. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, be adaptable. Be ready to adjust, man. Uh, it, it makes your life so much easier. Be flexible. 
people like flexible just saying I don't know why I made that voice so you can find hyphenation on any podcast listening platform that you want go forth listen to the show tell a friend to tell a friend that it's them again uh share it subscribe to it never miss an episode when they are when they actually come out on time what else um oh yeah you could also um you know if you go to that thing called apple music you can give the show five stars because that's just awesome give me five stars and then you can write your real feelings in review i don't care if you say write like a hundred words about how awful the show is one i'm going to read it on a podcast as long as you give me five stars i don't care give me a bad review and give me five stars i'll read it give me good reviews i'll read those too i i i love the attention <laughs> so give me five stars if you go over to apple music give me and marcus five stars we would greatly appreciate that <sighs> what else Make sure when you're talking about hyphenation, you find your nearest water cooler. Go to your water cooler and be like, man, I relate so much to what Kellen said about uh, feeling like you've eaten all the food in your town and you've tried everything and nothing surprises you or feeling like, man, the quality of food really has dip. Uh, make sure you run to your local water cooler so that someone else come up like, I, like, oh, you th- you agree with that? Well, I think he's wrong. Plus, you know what? I'm voting for Donald. Even if that's how you feel, make sure that you're discussing the show and letting everybody know about the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast, Hyphenation. Please and thank you. Wow. Oh, man. Paul George. Paul George. I am so sorry, man. Again, like you were all ready to come on here and talk about like y'all y'all's new coach, y'all hiring Tyron Lou. I heard a rumor today that um that y'all were interested in trying to sign Rondo from the Lakers. We could have talked about so much, man, and I sat here and talked about food and wrestling. I, I am so sorry, PG, playoff P. So if you could just come back, you'll come back. I promise I will get you on next time. All right, Playoff P. Thanks, Playoff P. He's so understanding. So understanding. So it's been real, guys. Uh, Thank you to everyone who listens to the show. Again, I will say that I stream on Twitch now, twitch.tv slash B hyphen. Normally, I like to record on Sunday nights is the idea. Um, And I'm going to be recording tomorrow night whether you hear this or not in time with marcus gonna be talking about sports journalism and the death of it and all kinds of things like that and you know it's gonna be a fun episode so hopefully you come back to check that out but yeah i'm on twitch.tv slash b hyphen uh hit that follow button and if you're feeling generous you can hit that subscribe button and plus if you got amazon prom if you hit subscribe with amazon prom then one it's free for you because you got amazon prom and two it gives a little bit of money back to me 
which I'm, I'm going to take your money, especially your Amazon money. If you want to subscribe to me in a normal way, that's cool. But I will take Amazon Prime's money. I'll take Jeff Bezos' money. That's what BJ, BJ, that's what BG always says. I'll take Jeff Bezos' money. No problemo. But for real, a uh, shout out to Melisette and Strizzy and Marcus and, um, and, and Lamb for watching earlier and BG and, and joining in on the, the, the political side of the show. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And thank you to everybody out there who downloads the podcast or if your pod catcher or whatever uh, gets the podcast and puts it up for you um, whenever it's ready. Thank you to each and every one of y'all to listen to the show. Um, I appreciate each and every one of y'all. It means so much to me. And it just makes a brother feel good to know you're listening. Because I talk to myself enough. It's nice to know other people listen to me talk. I say all that to say this. Thanks, y'all. You have been listening to Hyphen Nation, the Barack Obama-approved world's greatest podcast, hosted by Kellen Conley and his semi-regular co-host, Marcus Showin' Mad Love Robinson. Find Kellen at BeHyphen on Twitter, the BeHyphen on the gram, and Hyphen Universe on Zuckerberg's Monster. Follow Marcus on Twitter and IG at Showin' Mad Love. Leave off the E to track him down. Email the show at BeHyphen at gmail.com. As always, this has been a Hyphen Podcast Group production. I'm Melisette of The Frightful Fret, and believe me when I say the best has not come yet. This is a Hyphen Podcast production. Are you not entertained?